Love Talk Radio. Show, 
Black history is 20, it's 365 days of the year. That's right. So that's what we talk about. All right. So with all that being said, um, the song of the day. You know what? The song of the day. I should go to get the song of the day out the way because I, I get started talking and forget about the song of the day. Then I have to throw it in later on. And then it just ain't going to work that way. <laughs> it's just not going to work that way. So we are going to knock the song of the day out, the, out of right now. We got um, Nothing But Strings and Broken Sorrow. Let's see y'all in about five minutes. Enjoy the music. No. 
nice little smooth groove for you this afternoon on Monday. I know it's cold, man. It's cold outside. Boy, it is so cold right now. My right toe just didn't want to move. That's how cold it is, man. So if it's cold where you are, I'm glad you're listening to me. That means hopefully you're inside, got some heat going, chilling out, relaxing, maxing, and just having fun. Okay? But, uh, <laughs> yeah, buddy, we got some good stuff for you today. Um, T. Ross won't be with us today. She had some other um, business she had to take care of. So y'all just got me, the main conductor, the man himself, Mr. Talk, on your radio. On your computer, your phone, whatever you're listening to me on. Hey, thanks for joining us. I'm glad you could be around with me. All right, so let's get on to the next part of the show because I got a lot of show to go. Ha! All right, so here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Hey, here we go. All right. Here it is, your Black History moment. And let's see who we got first. We got Miss Mary Mahoney. All right. Miss Mary Mahoney, who spent most of her life fighting for equal rights for blacks and women, became one of the first women in Boston to register to vote following the ratification of the 19th Amendment. That achievement merely capped off her remarkable life. Born in 1845 to free blacks in Boston, Mahoney was the first black person to study and work as a professionally trained nurse in the United States, graduating from the New England Hospital for Women and Children's Nursing School in 1879. Oh, she worked most of her career as a private care nurse, mostly for wealthy white families. She became one of the first black members of the Nurses Associated Alumni of the United States and Canada, and in 1909, co-founded the National Association of Colored Graduate Nurses. She was inducted into the Nursing Hall of Fame in 1976 and the National Women's Hall of Fame in 1993. She died in Boston on January 4, 
In this case, JetBlue Black History Display honored convicted killer. Okay, now that's that's what um, this thing says. All right. Um, JetBlue has taken down a poster of a convicted murderer that had that he had included as part of the Black History Month tribute at New York's Kennedy Airport. Uh, the poster paying tribute to Ashante Shakur was taken down last month. Okay? And um, somebody on Twitter told him that she was a convicted cop killer. Shakur, also known as Joanne Chesmart, is a former member of the Black Liberation Army who was convicted of murder for her role in a 1973 shootout that resulted in the death of New Jersey State Trooper Warner Forrester. She escaped from prison in 1979 and is living in Cuba, where she was granted asylum. Yeah, and 45 demanded that Cuba return the cop killer Joanne Chesman in 2017 when he announced plans to reverse some of Obama-era Cuba policies. <laughs> um, it went on to say that one of the bullet points listed Shakur's accomplishments was she became the first woman to be placed on the FBI's most wanted list after escaping to Cuba from prison, where she was serving a life sentence for the 1973 murder of a police officer. The post also read, many people believe Shakur to be a political champion who is innocent of the criminal of the criminal accusation against her. Okay, JetBlue said that the poster was a part of a ready-made batch of posters that the airline bought from a third party. Now, that's the narrative that is out there, and that's the narrative that you will find on your computer. These individuals out there that don't want you to know the truth. However, now, let's tell you what's really going on, all right? Number one, Ms. Shakur, all right, uh, was framed because she actually went to trial and there was no evidence against her as far as killing this police officer. Now, the only crime she had was, number one, she was a black woman. She was a political activist. And she was a member of the, 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 the she was a member of the Black Panther Party, and that is why they are after her. Now, this shooting they are talked about, they are talking about, was just crazy because, it, as I said, it was a trap. You know, and, and she didn't kill anybody. She didn't kill anyone. Not no one. However, you know, back in the '73 when they were after the, the Black Panther Party. And, of course, we know, as in a lot of cases today, law enforcement didn't care, you know, whether you you had you were in right or wrong. You know, they were going to try and uh, tag you with some kind of crime. And that's what's happening here. So JetBlue, actually, if they were smart, they would have let it stay up. But I do understand uh, the business side of it, and they didn't want any feedback or repercussions for having it up there. But eventually, somebody's going to have to stand up for something. You, you understand what I'm saying? So, in this case, Miss um, Shakur, she didn't do anything wrong. And yes, she's in Cuba still today. She's still in Cuba. And every year, somebody in the political arena decides they want to ask Cuba to send her back. And, of course, Castro at the time was like, nope, not doing it, not sending her back. 
Um, she's welcome here anytime. Okay? So, that was another piece of your black history. Miss Ashante uh, Shakur, also known as Joanne Chesmart. Okay? The Black Liberation Army. All right. So, with all that being said, let's get on to the get on, get on, get on, get on. First, let me tell you, uh, Mr. Talk, T. Ross going to be with us today. So, y'all got me, the main man, riding hard with you. And we got a lot of things to talk about today. And I hope you got time. You got your cocktails or your your, your, your coffee or whatever. Because it's cold wherever you It's cold, man. I don't know too many places it's not cold out there. You know, it is, Man, I'm telling you, it is very, very cold. All right? So, I'm glad you inside listening to me. <laughs> I'm glad you inside listening to me. Um, let me tell you how you be a part of the show. Either way, call me, 347-838-8622. Email me, Eric Letts, talk at gmail.com. Chat room is open at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. So I highly encourage and would like for you to call in, uh, email me, hit the chat room, whatever, and, and comment on some of the things we'll be talking about today. Because, as I said before, I learn as much from you as you do from me. And I, I love that part of, uh, of the show. So, with all that being said, let's get to talking about some things. Since last we talked, uh, I think which was last Monday, uh, we had um, Michael Cohen, President Trump's former lawyer, henchman, uh bank, payoff man, whatever you want to call him, testifying in front of Congress. And I watched some of it because <laughs> that's about all I can stand, man. I really couldn't stand a whole lot of it. So I watched some of it. I watched enough of it to see what was going on. And once again, what we had was a dog and pony show. That's all it was, really, a dog and pony show. However, some interesting things did come out of the the, 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 the committee um, hearing, and uh, it was just amazing at the the questions that were asked, the questions that were not asked, and um, just some weird stuff, man. I, I mean, oh man, you had that guy Meadows and that guy Jordan, and then you had that, that lady Lynn Patton. Oh, man, I, I, I just can't wait to get it. I'm about to get into it right now. I had to calm down, so I'm getting too excited about it. But it was it was crazy, man. It, it, it was really, really, really crazy, you know, because the Republicans. Okay, let's go back. Michael Cohen, okay, he's the one who supposedly paid off Stormy Daniels, the, the, the stripper, Supposedly that that slept with forty five and um, some other individuals as well. He has been convicted. He has been convicted of perjury, you know, um, I think it's fraud and some other things. And yeah, he's basically a liar and a cheat. Okay. Now we know this. Okay, he's been convicted of these things, right? So now he's called to go testify in front of the House Judicial Committee or one of the dang on committees. There's so many of them, you can't keep track of them. But one of them anyway, where all of them sitting up there, and then he's sitting in this little table in front of them, and he asking questions. Which, you know what, though, 
these same little 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 uh, 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 uh to me. He really did. He seemed a little soft, you know. And maybe his actions have caused him to be that way. But he seemed a little soft when he was talking. But anyway, they got the question in this guy, and the Republicans. One thing they kept saying was, "Well, you're a convicted liar. You this and you that." Well, hey, we know this already. That wasn't anything new. Tell us something we didn't know. No, ask a question. Did you do so-and-so? Did The Republican side of this thing was really, really interesting. And there was one lady, Miss Parrish, I think. She asked the guy, she said, well, do you think, oh, can you commit? It was, can you commit that you know, when you get out of prison or while you're in prison, will you not, you know, be doing any book deals or uh, going on any cable news networks or being taking a job working for any of the cable news, cable news network? Now, this is what this lady asked this man. Now, before he can even answer, the first thing I said was, heck no. Yeah, y'all, I mean, I'm no longer, he's no longer a lawyer. He has been disbarred, okay? Uh, there's nobody who's going to really hire him. So the only thing he can do now is write a book, you know, go on cable news networks, do little interviews and, uh, you know, things like that. But to, to ask this man this question was like, really? The, the whole time you sit up and spend taxpayers' dollars, that is what you're going to ask this man? And, of course, he said, no, he wouldn't commit. And I, I'm like, I don't blame this man. I wouldn't commit either. It's dumb. It's dumb. Yes, the man is a liar. However, however, just because he's been convicted of it doesn't mean he's not telling the truth about some things. Some of the things that Michael Cohen actually said in this hearing most of us that has an open mind and have been watching the way this administration has been run, we already knew. We already knew it. Without a doubt, we knew this. But yet, continue to sit there and, and, and like, you know, trying to discredit this, this, this guy. He has to discredit him. We already knew he'd be convicted of perjury and lying. We knew this. We knew this already. Now, does that make him, that, that, that give him any, any, you know, sympathy or anything like that? Uh, maybe. Because you have to understand the person he was working for. We know this person that he was working for, okay, doesn't like to be confronted, will, uh, uh, Take retribution against you in a heartbeat. Uh, say things that uh, how could I put it? Well, say things. I mean, just racist, terrible things. We know this. It's not like it hasn't been said before. But yet they continue. They continue to do what? Try and discredit this guy and say he wasn't telling any. Everything he was saying was a lie. 
Well, it wasn't. Everything wasn't a lie. You know, it, it wasn't. We we know it wasn't a lie. <laughs> oh, you know, but it, it's just, it, it amazes me how it just continues to, to grow and grow and grow, and everybody just wants to sit there and, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, of course, you have the other side, the Democrats. One, 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 where did you go? Then you got the Democrats sitting over there, you know, and they asking their little questions. And there was some answers given, but it wasn't something we didn't already know. It wasn't nothing to do we all know. Then, dun, 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 we have Representative Mark Meadows. And this guy here, man, <laughs> he's from Western Carolina. He's one of those evangelical Christians. He owns a business, and he came to Congress in 2013. All right? So he was, you know, newly elected pretty much, but he'd been up for a little while. And actually, he was one of the architects for the government shutdown um, when Obama was in office. Imagine that. But anyway, anyway, <laughs> now this is something that I thought I would never see. Cohen came out and said that 45 was racist, that he was a racist, okay? Despicable, basically. Now, Mark Meadows went and found this black woman named Lynn Pat, and he had her stand up to refute. See, P. Ross been teaching me some big words, y'all, to refute the testimony that 45 was a racist. <laughs> and when he when he started talking to to Cohen, he had Miss Patton stand up, and she was just standing there like. She was being sold. That's what I say. She was being sold. She looked like a prop. And <clears throat> first thing I said, number one, as a black person, how can you allow yourself to be used in such a matter, in such a manner? It was raggedy. It was raggedy. It was raggedy. Number two, how are you going to let them bring you and not let you say a word? Nothing. Next nine. Nothing. Nothing. I, I, no, 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 no. We don't do that. We're not in that this age anymore. You know, you got your black slave. You gonna bring them up at the display, and that's what it felt like. She was on display. In other words, like like forty five used to say at his rallies. See my one African American over there. See my one African American. That's basically what he was saying. See this one African American. She don't feel that the Trump is racist because her daddy was from Birmingham and so forth and so on. <laughs> Excuse me. You know, and, and you look at this, you're like, how do you allow yourself to be used in such a manner? But then again, then again, you know, once you dig and find out some things, you know, she she's. You know, she she's a, a uh, how can I put this? She's associated with the Trump family. You know, and she works in the um, uh, what housing, urban development place. Yeah, you know, with that other guy over there, the other black guy that you never hear anything from. 
You always send them, see them sitting in the meetings, but you never hear anything from them. The surgeon guy, y'all know who I'm talking about. Can't think of his name right now, but yeah. Anyway, so, uh, but then, to add to it, let me see if I can find my notes here. I, I got it in my notes. She goes on a, a television show on uh, one of the cable news networks and, and <laughs> says some things that it's just like, oh, my goodness, really? Oh, here it is right here. I, I'm going to play this clip right here, okay? It's about 11 minutes long. Listen to what this woman had to say, and then we're going to talk about that, too. So hang in there, y'all. We'll see you right back. Whoa, Nelly, let me tell you about Aspiration.com. You can go to the head of the line by going to Aspiration.com slash TYT, and you don't have to wait on the wait list. There's free access to ATMs all across the world. There's no monthly service fee. I know, it just gets better. But 10% of their revenue goes to charity. I mean, it doesn't get any more lib than this, and no funding of political campaigns or industry lobbying. So if you are looking for a progressive place to put your money, I think we've got your answer for you, Aspiration.com. Michael Cohen's testimony before the House Oversight Committee, he had uh, alleged that Donald Trump is a racist. And that led to a bunch of back and forth with Trump loyalists and uh, Democrats. Now, uh, Mark Meadows, who is a Republican, felt the need to bring up Lynn Patton, who is uh, apparently a longtime friend of the Trumps. And uh, she's currently working in the Department of Housing and Urban Development. Now, uh, an awkward moment happened where she was brought up. In fact, if you didn't see it, I want to show you what it looked like right now. Do you know Lynn Patton? Yes, I do. Uh, I, I asked Lynn to come today in her personal capacity uh, to actually shed some light. H how long have you known Ms. Patton? I'm responsible for Lynn Patton joining the Trump Organization and the job that she currently holds. Well, uh, that's, I'm glad you acknowledge that because you made some very... Um, demeaning comments about the, the president that Ms. Patton doesn't agree with. In fact, it has to do with your claim of racism. She says that as a daughter of a man born in Birmingham, Alabama, that there is no way that she would work for, uh, for an individual who was racist. How do you reconcile the two of those, Mr. As neither should I as the son of a Holocaust survivor. That line's always devastating. So, um, look, this is a, a walking ad for uh, diversity in, in hiring. Because it's, and it's very ironic because he's bringing up like one of the very rare African Americans working for Donald Trump anywhere in the administration. By the way, they, almost all of them are in housing and urban development. That's right. Because he, he's a walking stereotype. That all he, he thinks in stereotypes. Anyway, uh, but if he had any uh, African Americans on his staff, Mark Meadows did, uh, and I don't know if he's got any at all, but obviously they didn't counsel him because if he has any, because he would then know that at a bare minimum, this is very racially insensitive mm -hmm. to bring up an African-American person, but not let them talk and talk for them. You see this prop over here? Now I'm going to tell you what she thinks. Oh, this white guy is going to tell you what this black person thinks. Right. I mean, again, bare minimum, racially, deeply racially insensitive. But I think that the reason he was flipped out by Tlaib calling it racist is because, like, he doesn't even know that. Because he, he doesn't know a lot of black people. I know he says he has black, uh, people of color that are nephews and nieces. But they should tell him, hey, unk, okay, yeah, that's, yeah. that's not cool. And he just doesn't seem to know it at all. 
So Lynn Patton uh, was invited on Fox News to talk about this whole incident. And uh, I think it's really important to hear what she has to say. So let's take a look. said it before and I'll say it again. Uh, the president does not see color, race, creed, religion. What he sees is success and failure. And whether that manifests itself as a person, a place, a property, a restaurant, a TV show, a policy, um, you know, a country, a community, he makes no differentiation. And so to me, uh, that's what makes people uncomfortable, is that he doesn't care what people think, and he's going to tell it like it is. Okay, so she alleges that Donald Trump doesn't see color, but if you know anything about Donald Trump, I'm sure you'd beg to differ. Take a look. Donald J. Trump is calling for a total and complete shutdown of Muslims entering the United States. Go into the middle of the caravan, take your cameras and search. John, take your camera, go into the middle and search. You're going to find MS-13, you're going to find Middle Eastern. We had a case where we had an African-American guy who was a fan of mine. Uh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. So we have an African-American guy at one of the rallies a month ago. And he's sitting there behaving. Unbelievable. He's sitting there behaving. Look at my African-American. He wasn't joking. He, so, look, these guys grew up in such deep racial stereotypes. Again, I'm being overly kind here. Okay, that they, they don't even know that their racism are is horrible stereotypes yeah. and they think like it's like a badge of honor to have your african american one person show up at a rally and so but there is one part of what lynn patton's saying that that is true uh-huh it's a it's a, now trump would know this phraseology but it's a rebuttable presumption for trump if you're black as michael cohen explained he told michael cohen uh blacks won't vote for me because they're too stupid Hilarious, given that he's the dumbest guy we've ever had in office. But, but he thinks about it that way. But it is a rebuttable presumption. On the other hand, if you are really wealthy and you like Donald Trump, those are the two things you need, right? Mm -hmm. Then he can get past the fact that you're black. So if you're Don King or Mike Tyson and he knows you from hosting some of the fights and you're wealthy and you kiss his ass, okay, then, mm -hmm. then you're in, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, Muslims, we have to ban all the Muslims, right? And she mentioned that... He doesn't care about ethnicity. He did a he called for a total ban on Muslims. How can he not care about ethnicity and religion when he do a total ban on one particular religion? Anyway, but it is a rebuttable presumption. He hates all Muslims unless they're Saudis, and he says, Well, they give me forty to fifty million dollars for my apartments. So if you're rich and you kiss his ass, those mm -hmm. are the two requirements, he will get past his racism. Yeah, and I also want to add one other thing to in response to what uh, Lynn Patton said. Look, I don't know her relationship with Donald Trump. I think that it's difficult to be overly critical towards someone who's given you certain opportunities, and there's like a power dynamic there. But let's say we take her at her word, right? One thing that I, I try to think about it as, okay, well, how would I feel if I were in her shoes? First of all, I wouldn't like to be... Uh, included in the testimony in the way that she was, but that's just me. She seemed to, uh, you know, be in favor of the hatch. Okay, we're just going to leave that right there because the rest of it ain't nothing but their little commentary going on. But anyway, you see what I'm talking about right there, you see? Now, let's be honest. If you work for someone, especially as vindictive as 45, 
whether whether you like them or not, if you somebody put you in front of them, unless you just got some kahunas that just reached the floor, what you what you supposed to say? Knowing that he is vindictive and will come back at you any way he can, what do you think she's supposed to say? I mean, really. <laughs> But before I stand up there, and if y'all haven't, if you, man, I tell you, it's not on YouTube. Just go and look. She's just standing there, her her her, her brownish weave hanging, her white little stole saw whatever it is hanging, and she's standing there, and she basically looking lost. She's looking lost. You know, I was expecting her. I was expecting her to say something, and she just stood there. And like, really. Really, this this is all you you came to do? Now she got to go and try to not over defend what she did, but now she, they want her to defend him again, forty five again. It was a dog and pony show. From that whole thing, we didn't learn anything we didn't already know. Nothing we didn't already know. Once again, taxpayer dollars just gone down the drain. Going down the drain. But wait, I have more. I have more. We have, I know you wait, Miss Lady. I'll get to you in a minute. We have Miss Candace Owens. Y'all remember Candace Owens? We talked about her a little bit earlier in the year, uh, last year, um, when she was hanging out with um, Kanye West. I remember the, the little episode with Conway, Kanye West where he was just gone out of his mind talking about the universe, talked to him, and all that good stuff. Well, anyway, Miss Owens herself is just, I don't know about to say about this woman. She said, America is not a racist country. Stop selling us our own oppression. Stop taking away our self-confidence by telling us that we can't because of racism, because of slavery. She says, I've never been a slave in this country. <laughs> now, apparently Miss Owens has forgotten what she was doing before she became prominent, so in her words, prominent in air quotes, uh, because she's hanging out with Kanye West. Jamil Hill, y'all know her. That's the one um, um, uh, 45 wanted to have fire from ESPN for saying some things about him. But anyway... Ms. Hill said, so I guess when she sued and won a lawsuit after receiving threats, then she must have been in some other country. Uh, Roland Martin, he, you know, he journeyed has his own show. He said, yep, I guess racism ended just after real Candace Owens' lawsuit, one lawsuit over racism. You know, and, and Ms. Owens, you know, she she has, you know, like I said, been hanging out with Conway, Kanye West as she became famous. And um, her campaign is devoted to convincing black voters to lead the Democratic Party and vote Republican. You know, which I'm okay with half of that. I, I'm with half of it. Don't just lead the Democratic Party. Lead the Republican Party also. Stop falling for all that crap older. But examples right here, man, I tell you. Uh, uh, it's just mind-boggling. That's what it is. It's mind-boggling. You know? But 
It is what it is. Let me bring this lady in and see what this lady is going to talk about. Because <laughs> I got, I have more on this thing, but we, we're going to let this lady get in before I begin. All right, Miss Lady, welcome to the show. What do you have for me? Well, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? <laughs> you know, there's always going to be... <laughs> There's always going to be the Negro pet to put, you know, to parade on out and to to do what they paid to do. And anybody can become the Negro pet. You just have to co-sign and nod your head and do what and say what you're told. If they tell you don't talk, you don't talk. If they give you a script to recite and you stay on that on that code and hey. You can remain the Negro pet until they don't need you anymore, or they decide mm-hmm. they want a different Negro pet. So <clears throat> that's how it's always been, hasn't it? Yeah, you have a point there. You're right. There's always that one. There's always that <laughs> one. one. <laughs> There's always that one. You know, and the way you, I, I like the way you say that, the, the pet, when you just do as you told. I guess you were told, just come stand here. That's all you got to do, just stand here. No, wait a minute. No, yeah. no, no, no. I can't. Yeah. I tell you to sit, sit, uh, little pet, pet. If I tell you to stand, you stand, little pet. If I say that you were well behaved, that's what, uh, you know, that's dehumanizing. A black man, well behaved. What does that mean? He's He's a little pet. He's looked at not even as a person. As an adult, but either as a child or um, or as a pet. So, you know, it is what it is. You, know you can start uh, making so Donald Trump clips on YouTube and sending it to the White House, and you can become a Negro pet too. <laughs> yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> Yeah, but you're right. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. You know. Um, but that was a good response um, Michael Cohen did. He said, you know, my parents were from the Holocaust, but I worked for him too. We had Nazi ties, so hey. They really, you know what, right. when they can't really respond to the substantive argument or the information you're giving, then they attack you personally. You, know, you attack personally. That's the best mm-hmm. they can do is call him, oh, you're a disgrace lawyer, oh, this, oh, you're a liar, oh, this, but, uh, you know, they really <clears throat> didn't have a response to what he was substantively saying. No. It, it, but see, and, and here's the other thing that, they, that was interesting. It's not like they don't already know. It's not like they don't already know. They know. Like I said, we didn't learn anything brand new from this hearing. We did. We didn't learn anything new. However, what we did see was how how they will stand behind someone that they know is wrong. You understand that they know is wrong, but you have to look at the big picture as well. See, this just is a little piece of it, but the bigger picture goes to 2020. The elections coming up, 2020. And a lot of them mm-hmm. are up for re-election. A lot of them are up for re-election. Mm-hmm. So 
and, and with the reelection, they figure if they go and ride along with 45 and don't rock the boat, you know, the base or, or whoever would be okay and they'll be reelected. Like I said, Meadows only been there since 2013. He's just been there since 2013, so he's basically still a newbie as well. Huh? They want their campaign funded. So they have to right. go along with it. Some may want to go along with Some may not want to as much, but, you know, they, they've they've drawn the line in the sand. They decide, decided what they need to do or what they've been told to do, and that's what they're going to do. You yeah, know, I mean, I mean, I, I, if, if you really look at it, though, you know, I, I yeah, I've I made a big thing about it here on the show, but if you really look at it, you, you, you know, can you blame them? They go on where they their bread is buttered at right now. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, that's all it is. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. you know, CYA, you know, uh, go with your fat shot is. <laughs> you know, it's sad. You know, it's sad, but that's what they're doing. And, you know, if you really look at it, you really can't knock them for it. But don't get up here and, and, and put somebody on parade or uh, or, or make a big stick out of something just so you can be on record as saying so and so. I mean, that's the best they could do. That's kind of sad, isn't it? That's pitiful. That's the yeah. best you can do to try and demonstrate <laughs> that you're not ready to put up a woman with a wig on and just says nothing. And see? <laughs> see? <laughs> see? You know, that's the that, that's, that's same thing. That's the same thing. Like I'm not racist. I got a white friend, <laughs> you know. Or like, like most of the most of the people say, "Hey, I got a black friend," you know. I we went to the United Negro College Fund, but they don't do anything. Huh? Didn't parade Ben Carson up there? Where is he at? I haven't seen her. We haven't heard from him in a while. Man, being being clocking dollars and being quiet. <laughs> The money and giving them uh, canned items and box food items, including vegetables and fruit and powdered milk. Maybe he's mm. busy overseeing that. Oh, that. <laughs> oh. Okay. Maybe I know what Ben's doing. Maybe Ben's trying to keep from his money in his um, department before they get taken to build the wall. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm not going to go there. So being quiet right Whoa. now. Being going, being going, wait, 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 wait. I'm not getting in that. I, my part department just got funded again. I'm, I'm staying out of that because if I say the wrong thing, he gonna take my money and build the wall. And I ain't gonna be able to, to, to do the school lunches or nothing. So, yeah. No, being being quiet. Being, being I think Ben has learned to just stay out of it. <laughs> but if you if you see it in the meetings they have in the, in the old office or wherever they have the
but you never hear him. Yeah, maybe that's why he's kept his job as long as he has. <laughs> well, you know, you, have, you can't get rid of us. That's just unless they retire or they're impeached, and that's not going to happen. So, you know, he was put there. He knows what he was put there for. Yeah. He just but, sits but up there. Yeah, let's go back to corn for a moment, though. But, you know, I understand he was convicted for perjury and stuff, but I still say some of the things he was saying was true. Um, Ooh. Huh? I mean, some of the, because he worked for the man. He he, he actually worked for the oh, man. Oh, you mean Michael so Cohen? So trust me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Michael Cohen. Yeah. I you mean, know. he had nothing to do. See, I mean, if he lies there, he can even get a longer prison sentence. So, you know, basically, you know, did you ever see the movie Vice? It was so good about Vice President Cheney. And um, so I'm thinking there's going to be a movie made about this administration, and Michael Cohen can play um, a significant role in that because he's been with him, what, for 20 years and done a lot of his fixing. So... um, he might, you know, I see that happening in the future. It took about, what, 25 years um, after 9-11 for Vice to come out. I don't think it's going to take as long, um, but there's a movie coming for real because it's, it's got everything in it. It has, you know, politics, <laughs> political hijinks. It has Russia and foreign countries. It has dealings, you know, with um, foreign uh, leaders. It has um, sex. Russian prostitute. It has everything. Okay. <laughs> everything. You're right. The only thing it doesn't oh. have yet is war that's been started, but um, that is yet to be seen if that's going to happen. But yeah, I see a movie coming, and I think I think it'll make it'll generate a lot of revenue. <laughs> so my you know what? I think you may be correct. They too. might make a move off of that book. You know, I use part of that book. Mhm. Mm-hmm. You're right. Hey, you know. All right, Miss Lady. Well, thank you. Uh, as You're always, nice, nice talking to you. Some some good points. But I got to move on, so I'm gonna put you back in the queue. Okay. Okay. All right. Oh. All right, and, and you know, talking about this this hearing that went on, do you know a lot of people, a lot of um, people, were upset because they said, why did why would they have this hearing when he was out of, of the country? You know, well, it just worked out that way. It wasn't done intentionally because he was originally scheduled to testify earlier in February, but due to some concerns about the safety of his family, hint hint. You know, they decided to move it back, and it just happened to coincide when 45 was overseas, you know, in Korea, I mean, in Vietnam, which, honestly, that was a good thing. That was a good thing. (laughs) That was a good thing. But, of course, you know 45, who 45 is, you know he had something to say about it, right? Y'all know he did. Um. he was forty five says for the for the Democrats to interview in open hearing they convicted liar and fraudster 
at the same time as the very important nuclear summit with North Korea is perhaps a new low in American politics and may have contributed to the walk. He tweeted, never done with a president is overseas. Shame. Now, let's be honest. That had nothing to do with, with him going over there and, and, and not getting what he wanted. Now, let me explain this these summits and these meetings with Kim Jong-un. I, I need to have you look at this other side uh, of this issue here. Okay? Now, what you're being told is, well, it's for nuclear, you know, uh, these, you know, get rid of all the nukes and, you know, monitor the nuclear program on North Korea and so forth and so on. It has nothing to do with that, people. Okay? It has nothing to do with that. North Korea has some prime real estate, beachfront real estate, that they're trying to open up for tourism. Listen to what I'm saying. They're steady building on these, this, 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 this ocean front view, lake, whatever you call it. They're building, building. They're trying to build. They're trying to, to open up their economy. Now, who is in charge? Of a country right now, 45. How did he suppose to make his money? Real estate. Put two and two together. Put two and two together. That's why you have the private meetings, and then you have the public meetings. I'm going with this. Now, of course, you're not going to hear about it because it wouldn't be right. It's illegal, basically. But that's what's being done. Now, it may not happen for some years down the road after 45 is out of office or whatever, but you're going to remember I told you this. It's about getting prime real estate land and building in North Korea. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? A communist country with a former president's name on a building. <laughs> well, I say, been to see it all, huh? That would make you laugh, but don't think it won't happen to get who's in office, to get who's in office. So that's what these meetings are about. It's not about really denuclearization or all that. He really could care less. Countries that have been down this road, even the United States has been down this road before with North Korea. And here we are again. What does that tell you? So, and then he comes up to, well, you know, they wanted us to lift all sanctions, and I couldn't do that, so I just walked out. But then Kim Jong-un comes back and said, no, nah, we just wanted you to lift some of the sanctions, not all of them. So, who do you believe in this situation? Now, the hardcore base going to say, we're going to believe our president because he's telling us the truth. He's telling us what's really going on. Don't believe the hype, people. Don't believe the hype. Okay? Don't believe that. I said believe Kim Jong-un either, but what I've said is the truth is somewhere in the middle right there. Maybe it was particular a particular sanction that they wanted to be lifted, that they couldn't have lifted. Maybe 
just maybe it just wasn't going to happen anyway. It's not going to happen. It hasn't happened yet. But we shall see. Because you know eventually the, the whole thing of Moroga is going to come out. And we're going to find out what really went on. But we already know. I figured it out. You go under, under the guise of denuclearization, but you really come out prime real estate on the beach. So when North Korea really does open up, which they do have, you know, and that's the thing that people don't understand. You know, um, North Korea does have tourism. They do have people go over to visit their country, i.e. how the Americans got caught, you know, picked up or whatever. Now, I'm not saying they were over there to do anything they weren't supposed to do. Some of them go over there for the university. You know, some go over there for vacations. You know, I think that one the guy, he, uh, how he got caught up. But anyway, and then, see, and, and this tells you, this will tell you that hey, something is really crazy. It, it's up here. Because then he comes back and says, um, he believes that um, Kim Jong didn't know anything about um, just wanting a guy being uh, tortured. Hey, why would you know? You're the president. You get briefed on these things. You know how they treat if they capture, if they're in prison. We know prison in foreign countries are a whole lot worse than they are here in the United States of America. Prison in the United States of America are, 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 are what could I say, are fantasy cabins and stuff compared to what you get over there in a foreign country, especially a place like North Korea. They had to come back a couple of days and backtrack and say, yeah, I blame him, and I don't believe him. Where's your credibility? You want to keep jumping on Michael Cohen, but where's your credibility? Michael Cohen, as you can see, some things he said was true. Some said he wasn't. And, of course, then 45, you know, he had to, to, to you know, he had to uh, um, recharge himself. So how did he do that? He had to go, he had a CPAC meeting with, it, with his base. That's basically who they are, base. And, um, you know, he gets to talk and say whatever he wants to, and they're going to cheer, hoop and holler, and... <laughs> Have fun. Oh, but anyway, you know, Philip Wabier, W A R B I E R is the, the guy's name. Um, he, he came back and said, well, his his comments were misinterpreted. You know, <laughs> Trump said, Trump said he was in a terrible position over the situation of Otto Wabier. In one way, I have to negotiate. In the other, I love Mr. and Mrs. Wambia, and I love Alto. It's a very, very delicate balance. Why? Why is it delicate? You know, why is it a delicate balance? You say what you want to everybody else, or why not say it to Kim Jong-un? Look, why did y'all, y'all torture this guy? Why, you know, to he, he was tortured so bad, he came back to the United States in a coma and died. So why, why all of a sudden it was a delicate balance? There wasn't no delicate balance. <laughs> I'm telling you, 
It's all about the dollars, y'all. It's all about the dollars. Think about Putin. Think about the thing with Putin. It's the same thing. As it steady comes out about hotels and things like that, it's the same thing. Don't upset where your money going to be. <laughs> well, you're going to make your money because that's all that he's setting it up for. Um, but anyway, that's just some of the things, you know, that came out from that little discussion over North Korea. But let's talk about the CPAC speech. You know, and, and this guy's been busy, I'll tell you. And for those, those that don't know what CPAC is, it's Conservative Political Action Conference. Okay, and it was held in in Maryland. <laughs> oh Lord! Now on this one, and when he goes do these speeches like this, he may have a script. He may not stick with it. He just goes off and off and off and off. And he did here. He 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 did here. Um, let's see here. It was a long speech, apparently, a very long speech. But he went after he went after the Democrats. He went after uh, <laughs> Robert Mueller. You know, of course, immigrants. You know, it's it, it just so oh my goodness. He 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 went on and on and on for about two hours. About two hours. Do y'all really want me to, to read some of the things he said? Yeah, I know y'all do, because some of y'all didn't see it. So, But here was the interesting thing he said. Um, <clears throat> you know, I don't know. Maybe you know. You know. Y'all listen, you know, I don't know. Maybe you know. You know. I'm totally off script, right? You know. I'm totally off script right now, and this is how I got elected, by being off script. True, and we don't go off, and if we don't go off script, our country is in big trouble, folks, because we have to get it back. We have to get it back. Um, it's interesting he said that. We have to get it back. Get it back from where and who? Now, where does where does he have to get the, the country back from? It's gone somewhere. Of course, it's not gone anywhere. Um, <laughs> and of course, you know this thing about the Green New Deal, which I really haven't been caught up on. So, this is what he said: No planes, no energy. When the wind starts blowing, that is the end of your electric. Let's hurry up, darling, darling. Is the wind blowing today? I would like to watch television, darling. Their plan would remove every gas-powered car from American roads. Oh, that's not so. They went. They want you to have one car instead of two, and it should be electric. Okay, so tell people no more cars, no more cars. It would end air travel, but you go on a train, get on a train. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you just have to cross off about 95% of the world. And it would force the destruction or renovation of virtually every existing structure in the United States. New York City would have to rip down buildings and rebuild them again. 
I don't think so. This is the craziest plan. And yet I see senators that are there for 20 years, white hair. See, I don't have white hair. Yeah, we know it's orange with the rest of your body. <laughs> I don't have white hair. I see those white hairs, long-time senators standing behind this young woman, and she's ranting and raving like a lunatic. And these senators, yes, I agree with this. Yes, I agree. The crazy female senator from the state of Ohio, both Ohio senators are men. It appears he was instead referring to Democratic Senator Maisie Hereno of Hawaii. The state of Hawaii, she's like a crazy person. What she said about men is so bad. Now, before we go any further, y'all, did y'all hear that? Did you hear that, right? Did you hear? It came out of his own mouth. Came out of his own mouth. The crazy female senator. Huh? Oh, Lord. Ranting like a lunatic. See, uh, sometimes you can have people tell you things, and sometimes all thing you got to do is listen, and you can hear them for yourself. Listen to that. It's, it's right there. He said it. In his CPAC speech, he showed you. Robert Mueller put 13 of the angriest Democrats in the history of our country on the commission. How do you do that? These are angry, angry people. You take a look at them. One of them was involved with the Hillary Clinton Foundation running it. Another one has perhaps the worst reputation of any human being I've ever seen, all killers. In fact, it would have been actually better for them if they put half and half and Mueller could do whatever he wants anyway, which he'll probably. But we have conflict. I had a nasty business transaction with Robert Mueller as a, a number of years ago. I said, why wasn't that mentioned? He wanted the job as FBI director. I did not give it to him. Why isn't that mentioned? Jim Comey, lying James Comey, is his best friend. James Comey is his best friend. And those are a few of the conflicts other than that is wonderful. <laughs> now, let's be honest. <laughs> would you want to work for this man, especially being an FBI director? Uh, would you want to work for this guy? But as you can see, it, it, it's constant barrage of, of attacks. If you don't do it my way, I'm coming at you. I'm attacking. I'm attacking. I'm, a, I'm you know, and, and, and it, it, it's, I, I used to say this all the time. And I, I'm going to have to bring it back. You know, it, it's like that's the plan, no matter what is going on, that Mr. Smith has. And with with 45, you can see it firsthand. You can see it firsthand. Either, <laughs> if you aren't with me, the first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to try and ruin your, your, your credibility. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to come at you as hard as I can. I'm going to make, and in this case, make up names, make up slogans about you, whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and ruin it. The next thing I'm going to do, if that doesn't work, I'm going I'm to go after your money. I'm going to go after what, what makes you prosperous. I.e., look at the 20-something, well, excuse me, about 30, 31 people that have been fired now from his administration that didn't agree with him. 
that got tired of dealing with the nonsense. Yeah, go after their money. Just like they do me and you. Some of you out there, you, you can relate. I know you can. You can relate. All of a sudden, you got calls from the IRS. <laughs> you get calls from the IRS. And you're like, what in the world? Or get letters from the IRS and they all of a sudden they bother you. Or, or you get uh, letters from other people, yeah. but you owe money and they come to take this, they're coming to take that. I've actually talked to some people here on VTR and it's gone through that same thing. So don't think it won't happen. And, of course, we already know what the final step is. We know what that is, right? They find you somewhere floating in some river. Or you mysteriously die of some crazy disease. <laughs> so, you know, when Cohen says, you know, he has people to do things for him and tell him how he's referring to 45, he said, hey, don't think he's playing. No, he's not playing. None of Mr. Smith people play when they say stuff like that. Remember when 45 said he can walk down, what, what street was that? Um, um, um. Fifth Avenue or wherever in New York and shoot somebody and wouldn't, and wouldn't nothing happen to him? That's true. That is so true. I see you, Pianchi. I'll get to you a little bit because I already know you, what you're going to be doing. Um, <laughs> you know what? I feel generous today because I'm having such a good day. I feel generous. Let me bring Pianchi in and let him defend his man. Come on, Pianchi. Talk to me. What's happening, Eric? What's going on, man? Not much. What's going on with you? Oh, enjoying the weather. Okay. Well, I'm glad you are. <laughs> Back into the states. Okay, then. So what are you talking you told, about? Huh? Uh, man, you know, I'm people, about, are, really, people, are, people really are really uh, retirees. They're really enjoying this uh, tax reform. What retirees? Which retirees? People that's retired. You know, did you know that marriage filing jointly went from twelve thousand seven hundred to twenty four thousand dollars exempt. Plus, if you're over sixty five and filing married filing jointly, you get an additional twenty six hundred dollars. Hmm. That's twenty-seven thousand dollars of the of your first uh, your income that's exempt from taxation. That's pretty good. It practically doubled. Twenty seventeen, it was it was uh, twelve thousand seven hundred. But those who are single, yeah, those uh-huh. who are single, theirs is only twelve thousand dollars. Married filing. So, so if that's the case, then why is why is there so much backlash about people not getting their tax returns? What they usually get back this year? Well, the reason why that is is because the tax rate has been lowered from thirty-five to twenty-one percent. And you know, you get the money back. So what? What? So what happened is. 
we tell you, okay, we give you all these great exemptions, but we're going to lower your tax bracket. So what you really think you're getting, you're not getting, and, uh, you know, we get it at the end of the year, right? No, you get all the exemptions are still there. Now, what happens is if your tax rate is lower, your employer is taking less out every pay period, let's say every week. And when you file your taxes, uh-huh. you get that money. You you receive that money on your paycheck every week. Ah, that's a scam, huh? <laughs> it's not a scam. Okay. Hold on. It's the best it's way. Scam. No, it's yeah, not because yeah. you're receiving. You yeah. have the extra money yeah. every pay period that you can put back into the economy, and therefore uh-huh. have an exponential stimulation of the economy rather than everybody. Looking for a large tax return, and I don't know why people let the U.S. Treasury use the U.S. Treasury as a bank because they don't give you no interest on the money that they hold. What is it, sixteen months? They hold that money for sixteen yeah. months. Think about it. All but right, if you get that money every on, week, Jenny. if you get that oh, money yeah. every week, then you can do what you uh-huh. want to with it. Sure, sure you can. Hold on for a minute. Hold on. <laughs> I understand what you're saying, but yeah, no. Hold on. All right, Triple One, welcome to the show. Who do I have here? What you got for me? Hello, Mr. Talk. Well, hello, Maze. How are you? Do you have children under 17? What? You have children under 17? Over 17? Uh, yeah, I do. Well, you can't care anymore. They're on your taxes anymore, so what good is that going to do? People with kids, married, and they can't even claim eighteen-year-old child, and people with grandchildren in college, they can't even claim them anymore. But yeah, you know, I'm looking at I'm just like looking at some of these people that want to block out stuff mm-hmm. with this uh, businessman. He was doing business, wasn't he? Yeah. Sort of thing. Yeah, he was doing some business. No, of course he was. And then they, and then watching the hearing when they're gonna say uh. Ask the man the dumb question, why were you with him for 10 years? <laughs> he didn't tell them that because uh-huh. I was just like him. That's why I was with him for 10 years. We were two of a kind, and I was doing his bidding for him. That's what should have came out of his mouth. And then the bigot that came on with the, the woman standing up there looking like she was a statue, he was a trip, too. Then they went and showed the pictures about where we already knew what he was before he started talking. To him. She didn't call him a racist. If he thought he was one, that's why he was screaming. That's because Joe Wallace had friends. Joe, Joe Wallace had black friends. He's feeling like black people. And this stupid man keep on talking about he's African American. Where is his people that he oh, owns yeah. that's African? Oh, I want to find well, it's men or not that is, you know, believe in what he got to say. Like them, they're like them two at CPAC. What's them two women's name of that entertaining form? The two sisters. Um, 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 Diamond and Silk. Them yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, I mean, it was Saturday Night Live, and they just ended up clapping and having a good time, and then Van Jones come on with his spiel. I'm like, all these people, go follow that bank, bank account and they get paid for what they're doing. And they're doing it for free. Ask Amarosa. It's just a madness. Uh, it's funny to me. And then you got these people out here, he's nope. a businessman. Yeah. And all these people upset mm-hmm. about their taxes. <laughs> I'm just yeah, saying. well, 
you know, it is you know, it's the, it's you know, the definition that they give you is the same one Pianki just said. Well, what happened is you get more of your Those paycheck now. So, huh? Those are talking points. Yeah, I mean, it, that's, you know, that's, that's, that's yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you know, that's, that's been the same for longest. You know, if you depend on what kind of deductions you got set on your paycheck, you know. Some say you're giving the government your money for 16 months, then you get it all back at mm-hmm. income tax time, or you can change it, you know, and then that way you get more money during your paycheck, but you get less back at income tax time, you know. But you know, yeah, what? that sounds good in theory, huh? Yeah, you know what happened, Mrs. Hawk? Those when they came what? up with this ignorant uh, thing in a piece of legislation, the ones that knew they wouldn't change their exemptions so they can have to be involved in stuff like this, and the ones that didn't know got caught. And now they're upset, but then you got these talking points out here trying to convince you that it was a great thing. <laughs> well, some of them knew what the great thing when they came up with it. But hold on, let me bring this lady back in. Well, I, I think just, she wants to what did I tell you about it? What did I tell you about it when it first happened? You gonna pay some for parking yes, you, behind did it. Say, you did. Yep, you did say it. Yep. Okay. All right, Miss Lady, you back with me? Yes, that was really a trick. <laughs> that was a trick. People got, you know, their little additional $25 a, a paycheck, uh, and they thought they were um, getting something. But what they didn't know was that they were going to have to pay more back in taxes because their tax rate had changed. So it was really a trick. I mean, um, they're saying people overall are getting 8.1% less. Um, back in their refund And I've been reading about People who are so upset They've never had to pay in the past And now they have a, a bill For two, three, four, eight thousand dollars $8,000 When they um, were expecting A refund mm-hmm. <laughs> So, so um, It was a trick And um, You know as a pers- You know in, in terms of in- The inflation that's happened um, allegedly, we're making less now than we were making back in 2007, but we have to pay more in taxes. But you know, when you cut billions and billions from for taxes for wealthy people, then you have to get your tax money from someplace. So it's the middle class <laughs> that, that's paying the price for that. But you know, mm. they say, I think people are the wealthier having, you know, hundred to three hundred thousand dollar yachts, million dollar yachts built, some yachts. They, I don't, I think Tiffany's jewelry and very exclusive uh, designers are doing just fine because they got a lot of money back, or they saved a lot of money mm-hmm. in taxes, so they can afford to, you know. Buy the finer things in life. Hmm. Not the finer things in life. The finer things <laughs> okay. in life, like private planes and yachts and islands mm-hmm. and clothing and jewelry and cars and all that kind of stuff. Well, another thing too, Eric, your alternative minimum tax has been increased from eighty-four five to one hundred nine thousand four hundred dollars. And yes, you still can't carry your dependents if they're still in college up to the age of 26, I think it is. <clears throat> yeah. At what cost? 
It's all a setup. I carry my, I pay for my grandson's education out of my pocket. It's about sixty, sixty-five thousand dollars a year. I so I still carry, it. I still carry him as a dependent, and he's past eighteen years of age. Somebody said that you couldn't do it at the eighteen years of age. What you're doing is irrelevant to the conversation, and it's irrelevant to the majority of people. Well, I can't help if it's irrelevant to the majority of people. You and know, we was having a conversation. Well, well, you know, Pianki, Pianki is, is in a certain tax group of, of category. So, you know, his take on it is very interesting. You know, he, he's a little well you know, another good, most of us. Let's put it that way. Uh, so, you should just work hard. You know, another thing, too, which is making good for people that... Nobody worked harder than a slave, and what did they, how did they financially benefit from working hard? You know, another thing that's good, too, Eric, is the 529. That's another trick that they want to uh, put out there. As if hard work it was ever an indicator of of becoming wealthy. Because most of well, the we got some kids. We have some kids that's 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 going we leaving to go to school in the morning at nine o'clock. We're talking we have about you, the majority. The we have young are, people. We have young people well. that go to school. They're These black kids are leaving at nine o'clock in the morning, they're and they're not coming home till well. after one because of studying. They're that's working hard. They're well. They inherited well, their wealth. It's, it's, thing, it's things you don't want to be wealth. in America. You don't want to be poor and dependent on the goddamn government. That. It has nothing to do with that. You're, now, you're, now you're reframing the whole um, conversation. conversation. Well, you're not you're being dishonest because most of the well, – I mean, look at Paris Hilton. If you want to talk about um, – uh, and and the and the uh, Kardashians, the little girls were. We ain't talking about no Kardashians. There's a lot of African Americans that's taking advantage of these things that's coming down through tax reform. And she did not benefit from her family at all. She became a billionaire all by you know booing herself up by her bootstraps. Okay. Whatever. You know what? You know Eric. Another thing, and I haven't seen this year's. The National Society of Black Engineers Convention, the last two conventions, you have a total of 800 young black STEM graduates was hired by one corporation, 428, 427. Those black kids worked hard in order to achieve what they did. Okay, nobody's knocking. Nobody never hard work. No one gives them credit for what they've done. That's a, that's marvelous, Why don't not? you think? And we're trying to we're trying to increase it to make it more. Who? Wait a minute. When you say we, who is we? The organization and people who volunteer for the organization. Oh, I volunteer on. I volunteer. The uh, last Saturday that I volunteered, I was teaching some young, one young black male so student, the principal of Bridges. Oh, so you, huh? you've had to change your heart. Cause I, you had to change your heart then. Because I remember a couple of times No, no, no. Always I share that information. I asked you a couple of times to share some information with some of our young listeners, you know, how, you know, get started. And you know what you told me? 
It's on the internet. No, Look it up. No, listen to what I that's said. What listen to what no, I said what on said. the third Saturday. On the third Saturday of every that's month. Okay, so you, you, you do ready? it on the internet. Hang you on, do it on hang the on. Internet? Hang on. You won't let me finish. Let me know when I can finish. You take too long, man. You put us to sleep. No, it ain't gonna take. The well, the only reason it takes me so long is because I keep getting interrupted. Yeah, go ahead, Pianchi. Thank you. Every Saturday, every month, it's the St. Louis chapter of the National Society of Black Engineers. It also goes on in other chapters. They bring in children to a – bring in students to Florence Park Community College, and uh, they have workshops for them. Workshops okay. consist of mathematics, robotics, principles okay. of blueprint reading, Civil engineering, and I work with them, and one in particular teaching them the principles of bridges. Huh? What about national? And you know another thing too, uh, Eric. If you are, if you can teach them, they'll pay you thirty dollars an hour on your for for volunteering. What about nationally? What about nationally? They have six regions spread out all across the country. Okay. What state you in? What states? Uh, what are the six regions? No, what state you in? I tell you exactly where yours are. I tell you what. How about you just put it in the chat room? I'm not in. Well, chat send room. me an email. Or well, send me an email. What's your email, Eric? <laughs> oh, Eric. Let's L E T S. Talk at gmail.com. E R I C. L E T S. L E T S. Talk. T A L K. Uh huh. At mm-hmm. gmail.com. All right, I sent it to you. All right. That way I can take it and put it on the website and, and, and mention it. I'll also send you information about the new uh, 529 college savings plan. Uh, came about through the tax reform where you don't have to wait till your child in a college. You can use that money in between K to 12 too. Because <clears throat> a lot of people are putting their kids into uh, training uh, of different areas that they never would receive in in their traditional school. That's a good thing. <laughs> yes, that is a good thing. Uh, hopefully they won't have to use the money before then, but yeah, that is a good thing. That is a good thing. Well, you know, some parents, some parents, when a child reaches like maybe the ninth grade, they will enroll them in speed reading courses because reading is very fundamental when it comes down to understanding other subjects. It helps a lot too. So what else you been doing, Eric? I haven't heard from you. You've been everybody's okay. Where is your uh, sidekick? I haven't heard from her in quite some time. Um, she's here. She's around. She has some business to handle today, but she's here with me. She's here with me. Hmm. So, um, you know, you're a big supporter of, of 45, President Trump. So, what do you think about the Michael Cohen hearing? Did you learn anything new? 
Or did it turn out like yeah. you thought it would? It turned out about like I thought it would. I really enjoyed him when he first opened up and uh, the derogatory things he said. Then what later on they asked, huh? What did you I thought it was kind of comical. I thought it was oh. kind of comical, especially when he went on later on to ask the question about him jumping on his wife in the elevator. He said, oh, he would never do nothing like that. He's not that type of a person, no. Did you catch on to that? Uh, you thought, <laughs> in other words, somebody else did it for him, right? No, that's, no, that ain't what the question was. <laughs> Wouldn't beat up on his wife. Yeah, the question was because there was it had been circulating that there's supposed to been a video of him beating okay. up on his wife right. in the elevator. Right. Like that right. like that football player done with his girlfriend uh, in the elevator and knocked her out. And he but, said uh, they tried to find the tape that was going to pay to get the tape. Whoever Corn said, Corn said that he wouldn't, no, he, he was asked what he did. He, and Corn said, no, he wouldn't ever do nothing like that. He's too nice of a guy. Okay. If, 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 if you knew the president was peeling the scalp of his wife, would you tell everybody that too? Knowing you about to go down for at least three, and they ain't gonna protect you up in there. Would you tell somebody that? Well, I, would, he's already- I never have been. I never had been in a situation where I've been in jail or locked up. I haven't had a traffic ticket since the seventies, so I, I couldn't. Okay. I couldn't relate to that experience. Well, you know, you can always go back to uh, what you call it. <laughs> you can what always go back to Africa. You know. <laughs> Well, hold on. Go back where? <laughs> Africa, where, you know, your second home. I just right, came back from Nigeria. We over there, we built a seaport. I want to invite you over sometime. Sure, I'd be glad to come. Mm. Triple One, welcome to the show. Who do I have here? Hello. Okay, I guess they didn't want to talk. They hit the wrong button. But sure, I'll be more than happy. Send me a ticket. <laughs> huh? Tiaki, mm-hmm. you there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we okay, have to have to invite you over there when when we have the grant when they have the grant opening. When is the grant opening going to be? Oh, it's a few years out. It's a big project. Oh, okay. There's going to be an event there. Hey, you in Dallas, aren't you? Aren't you in Dallas? It's going to be an event that's going to be going down uh, in September in Dallas with uh, some representatives representatives oh, really? of a uh, country uh-huh. in Central Africa right there above Zimbabwe. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Sounds like a plan. Triple One, are you there? Yes. All right. I'm here. Okay. Yeah, welcome. All right. Eric, I'm going to have to cut out, man. I got to get going. Really nice talking to you. I'll see you later on, man. You cut and run. That's what you're going to do. So, Mr. Dog, what's so strange to me? When you ask people about the hen, they want to talk about the man and it Uh wasn't about him. Don't don't you find that strange? Yeah. No, it wasn't strange. 
strange. I'm talking when you're talking to, <laughs> now I'm talking when you're talking to people. It's strange is they want to talk about him and his life, but it wasn't about him and his life. It was about his dealing right. and being the president's lawyer. Mm-hmm. And then you send up there listening to them Congress people doing the same thing. I'm like, what kind of on? Did they name the wrong wrong setting? <laughs> you know, you, know some... Mace, you have to look. You have to realize, Mace, They already know what he is and what he does. They already know it, what and he they... has done. They know this already. And, and they uh, don't care. So, no, they don't care. Uh, we said this before on the show. If, if most of the supporters, 45 supporters. They could care less about what he has done, who he has done it to. As long as he get up in in, in the, the, the little meetings like the CPAC and those rallies and say what they want to hear, so when they can hoop and holler and, and cheer and do whatever else they do, they're good to go. They are good to go. It's, now, it's a whole lot of interesting. Huh? There's a whole lot of crazy stuff that they're doing too, out of all of this mega hats and all this stuff and bothering people. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know. They're they, 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 they going to mess with the wrong person. That's what they have to happen to But you know what, mate? Society is so strange. It, it, it really mm-hmm. is. Uh, and I've said this before, and I'm going to continue to say it. Because if you think about the way we interact with each other, it depends on the situation, uh, the situation that we're in or where we're at. You know, and and the the the, the event that's going on, mm-hmm. and and <laughs> I.e. military, right now you know you got some mm-hmm. redneck military, you got some black revolutionaries oh, yeah. and activists and all that in the military, but when you overseas and and you getting the the, the rounds flying across, you going down range, and they coming back at you hitting tanks and stuff, you ain't thinking about all that then. You see my point? You buddy, yeah. you sit there, you know. Get a break. You sit there. You eat together. You talk. You laugh. You talk about each other's family. You know what have you? You you become you develop a, a brotherhood. You don't think about all that. Now you go to a football game. Depending on what team you root for, you sit there. You high five each other. You talk about the quarterback or the other team or whatever. You high five and you're getting along. But all of a sudden you go out. You go home or go back to your your clique or group. And all of a sudden, now you have all this hatred in you. How does that work? How it does that work? works. It doesn't work. Exactly. I mean, it's just some, some people, some people are really... Because, and I'm going to tell you why. Because it, um, how can I put it? Well, I explained how it works. We can get along. We, we, we can get along. Hatred. Yeah. And this fight is taught. It's a talk thing. It's not natural. It's really not. It's not natural. Well, if you're indoctrinated and to do stuff like me. that. Yeah, exactly. You don't believe me? Look at kids. Kids play with anybody. If there's another kid and they're going to run with them, let's run. Until one you know time I mean? in the minute. They they, they, yeah. Right. Right. You know, they may get in a scrap or whatever, but two, three minutes later, what are they doing? They're running and playing together again. You know, but as I say, Mr. Oh, what? Go ahead. I'm, I'm gonna say this, and I, I just keep saying it. It is not about. This is not our fight. We ain't even in the fight. We just got uh, a comment on what we see in the fight. Because mm-hmm. some <laughs> the younger people 
are not going to keep taking this mess that they've been looking at. That's why they're trying to take over and take charge to do something different. And then they're jumping on them just because they want to do, I mean, they ain't got paid yet. That's what's, That's why they're fresh. The freshmen are fresh. They haven't been off of the big money, so they don't see things like that, like the old ones, like Nancy and them do. Mm. So they're going to either sit down or get, get out and let somebody well, else take over. I mean, you know, as long and, and well, let's be honest, with Congress, it's interesting. And, and this is why they have the, um, the, the, the Sudanese lady. What's her name? Iman, Emil, you know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. You know, for a fact, the reason why they're after her because she's standing up against Israel. Yeah. They don't like, you know, that's one thing, one country you cannot say anything negative about. I don't care what party she in. Not to mention that she's Sudanese and she's a woman. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) And a woman. And she got black skin, so I mean brown skin, so that makes it even that's that's even worse. And and she has the audacity to stand up and say all these things. Mm-hmm. You know, by the way, by the way, that ninety nine percent of it is true. And then for her to be backed up by the most hatred person that that that, that white American can think of, Louis Farrakhan. Oh, that just did mm-hmm. it right there. Yes. I mean, let's be honest. White America cannot stand Louis Farrakhan. No. Why? Because he tells it like it is too. But but do you think Netanyahu gonna go? Uh, uh, since he's in trouble, who do you think gonna happen to him? Nothing's gonna happen to him. Nothing. Well, they gonna do him like they did the last man that was doing stuff crazy. Nothing's gonna happen to him. Okay. okay. Now now, do you know why? Because Mr. Smith gonna make sure nothing happens to him. Well, was just like the Catholic Church used to be so powerful, and they lost some of their power. They ain't lost so maybe that any, much. Maybe they ain't like, coming to they it. Just, they just more. They, they're just more undercover. Un, 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 you know, undercover now. But they ain't lost that much oh, power. Well, that's what it is. Yeah. Oh, that's what um, it is. Yeah, that's that's all it is. Now, if you take a look oh. at Venezuela, you know. Mr. Smith is is busy doing his business in Venezuela. Of course, nobody's paying attention to that because they give you the same the same um 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 nonsense they gave you with Libya and and Iraq and all them. You know, you got a dictator and we, he's ruining the country and he needs to take you know we need to get another ruler in. No, they want another mm-hmm. puppet in so they can yeah. so they can control the oil reserves over there. Mm-hmm. And then they want to find him. They want to find him. You know why they want to find him? I'm going to tell you why they want to find him. Because the Taliban controls the oil fields over there in Afghanistan. Negotiating, trying to, what they call a peace, uh, a a peace deal. You know, between the the poppy and the oil. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. The Taliban control all that over there. That's why they're trying to. That, that's why they're trying to get this peace thing going, because they mm-hmm. want to run. Because they want to run. A, they want to run a, a pipeline through there. See, like I always say, Mr. Smith never gets involved in anything unless there's some benefit from them. That's right. But what I was saying, they're trying to, you know, how they rewrite history, redo history over, like the Iran Contra, and they did all that stuff. 
and then they brought all these rappers out and all this different stuff. They trying to do it again. Watch yeah. it. Just as you watch, look and see. They trying to redo it over again. Look at, I'm telling you, Venezuela. Trust me. Look at it. That, that's, where it that's where it's going to happen at. And that's, I guess they thought that's where they were going to bring the money and build, that, build a so-called wall. <laughs> I mean, because nobody's paying attention to that little country, you know, because if you listen to 45 and he's just ranting the ravens, you know, there's nothing but criminals and, and thieves and all that though down there. That's what they're going to tell the common folk, okay? However, yeah, however, the, the businessmen and and those other individuals, oh, they know what's mm-hmm. what's, what's at stake. See, and boy was like, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change my, my currency. I'm going to back it with gold and my resources, and we're going we gonna, to um, get over some of these, these sanctions that the United States has on us. That was mm-hmm. the plan. That, is, that was the plan of Maduro. And that's when all this trouble started. Because let's, let's, history tells us anytime another country decides they want to change the currency and back it by something besides you know that 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 green thing we have. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that, that can't happen. That cannot happen. Something we we have to do something about. It. So let's back this other guy, put him in power, make him our puppet, and then we can do what we want to do. And we can all we can claim it all in the name of democracy. Mm-hmm. But Mr. Talk, the next time you're talking to Pianki, ask him. We want to know why he paid. Uh, his lawyer was saying people did not show his grades in his SAT scores. And they always screaming about an SAT score. And he's so into education, supposedly, and smartness. I was going to ask him for yeah, No, about his, his president. Oh, 45. You know his president, his lawyer says, yeah. When he said he paid well, to keep him showing his SAT score. Yeah, all of know, mm-hmm. So let's be honest. We know 45 is what that bright school. <laughs> We if want Pianca's opinion on what he thinks. Oh, if, they were, if he got good grades, they were paid for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. We, we, we want Pianca to explain that one, since he's so into education and this and that, and people need to do this and do that. They need Some of them need to do just hey, like he, he did. To, That's why they follow him. Hey, he went to Ivy League school, so I guess he did something, mm-hmm. right? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they say. <laughs> Yeah, that's all I'm saying. You know. This is, w, this is a wrestling match. You know he, they love wrestling, and that's when I listen to him. CPAC, like the wrestling match. Everybody high-fiving and screaming and hollering. I'm like, this is a wrestling match. All they need is a ring. They just need the wrestling ring. Yeah, I mean, what, what's a better way to recharge and, and get your ego back full, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, because you came back from North Korea. I think they went out of there. I don't think he just came back on his own. Well, you know what, man? <laughs> man. Yeah, you know, for what he for what he may have went over there, you know, secondary for, no, he didn't get it. Mm-hmm. But what he originally mm-hmm. went to beat that man for, oh yeah, they they, they got a deal mm-hmm. going. They mm-hmm. have a deal. It, it's all about, yeah. man. I, I, I'm gonna say it again. It's about the real estate over there. It's about some land over mm-hmm. there that yep. North Korea is trying to, to North Korea is trying to build on, right there by mm-hmm. ocean front. Yeah, they got builders all over the place. Mm-hmm. But nobody to invest them. You know what I'm saying? 
But anyway, the the, 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 the pot kids and you just sitting back watching. But I wish those people with them talking points would just just cut them off because they don't know how ridiculous they sound when they're trying to give them out. <laughs> but yeah, you, know, you have to you have to just sit back and watch. Just sit yeah, back watching this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, Everybody not slow. I mean, let's be honest. Pianki did just what the rest of um um Trump supporters do. When you start asking them questions, yeah. what they do? They go away or, or they they it's be flat. They don't answer questions. They leave or they leave. Yep. Or change the subject. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I mean, it's, uh, not, it's not. Look, it's not that they. It's not that they. They. What won't defend them? They know they can't defend them. <laughs> they know this. Yes, he's doing. They know what he's doing. Yes, that's what it is. <laughs> so if you can't, you gotta yeah. make up something. <laughs> and and the same thing in Congress. Is that hearing that what was being done? They couldn't defend mm-hmm. it. So okay, let's just create another issue altogether. Just turn it on you. Turn the clock on you, and the clock is not about him. Yeah, yeah that's one of the oldest tricks in the book, though. That's what. That's what. Yeah. You don't work anymore. Do. Yep. Oh, it works. Depending on who they're talking yeah. to, it works. Yeah, it's a new playbook that yeah. they're not prepared for. But then we get mad with the person uh, that's telling the truth, and let the one that's lying get on, get away with it. Really. <laughs> really. Oh, really, really. Okay, Mr. Talk. That's my spiel for today. <laughs> Joe Flash, well, I know Joe listening. I know Joe listening. He uh, just didn't want to come in and talk. <laughs> he didn't like your topic. <laughs> uh, no, Joe, Joe probably <laughs> sleep. You know, Joe. No, Joe, not sleep. Joe listening. <laughs> mm. Right. Mm, okay. Baby. I'll keep listening. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, well, we don't have much time left. We only got uh, 10 minutes left, 10 minutes. So anybody else want to come in on anything, now's your time. Hit number one or call in 347 838 uh, You can email me at com. All right, so here's one more thing I wanted to play. Um, Mark Meadows, you know, the guy who had Lynn Patton up there standing, <laughs> standing up there like she, she was on the slave block uh, for sale, uh, you know, kept saying he wasn't racist and all this. But I want you, I want to hear you, I want you to hear this from when he was um, campaigning in 2012 for the seat he's holding now in the Senate. Listen up. 2012 is the time that we're going to send Mr. Obama home to Kenya or wherever it is. We're going to do it. If you're sent to Congress, will you pursue some kind of investigation to find out whether or not this uh, guy is really a citizen and entitled to those authority. Yes. <laughs> you know, I, I, I see it as if we do our job from a grassroots standpoint, we won't have to worry about it. You know what? We, we'll send him back home to Kenya or wherever it is. Uh, you know, we'll we'll send him back home. Obama has gotten arrogant. He's using the pen to create and legislate from the executive branch, and we need to say enough and enough. And 2012 is when we're going to send him back home, uh, wherever that may be. And, uh, and as, Amen. As, as, as we look at
All right. So you made some you very um, demeaning comments about the the president that Miss Patton doesn't agree with. In fact, it has to do with your claim. Okay, we heard that one already. But that that was, that was Mark Meadows, you know, when he was running for Senate seat in 2012. You heard it for yourself. Now, of course, he comes. He today, well, last week he said um, he doesn't agree with that. You don't agree with it, but it came out your mouth in front of your base, your constituents. So which one is it? But you got nieces and nephews that, that are black, African American. So that makes it all good, right? <laughs> Man, I tell you. This is a crazy place we live in. It's going to get better one day. That's what I keep hoping anyway. It's going to get better. But that's all I got. You know, I'll save the, the church topics for next for Friday. Man, we got some good stuff coming to you Friday, man. We got a church that says, you know, that's built out of brewery. And after they get finished with service, they go into the brewery and they have some beers and fellowship. That's right. I'm not I'm not making this up, people. I'm not. Okay? And then we got this other guy in Texas. <laughs> you know. Um, he he says that um cussing, it's all right for you to cuss in church, even cuss during his, his sermons. And on certain afternoons he calls Soul Sunday. I think that's what it is. He has twerking contests in his church gymnasium. He said, ain't it? It's not in the, what you call it? <laughs> it's not in the sanctuary, so I can have it. It's okay. So we go to, at least those two we're going to be talking about. So, uh, you know, make sure you, you hang out with us. I think we will talk a little religion and extreme religion and basic religion and stuff like that come Friday because I think it's going to be interesting. We do, we do need to talk about that. All right. But I want to say thank y'all for listening. It's been fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, for all you who've been listening on the Switchboard, thank you for hanging out with me. Love y'all. Uh, in the chat room, thank you as well. Appreciate um, very much. So if any of you missed any part of the show, you can always go back and listen to the archives. They'll be ready at least five minutes after the show. Just go to www.blogtalkradio.com, Mr. Talk, and uh, you'll see all the um, shows I've done. All right? So. We're going to get out of here uh, Friday. We'll be back Friday, 2 p.m. Central, 3 Central, 12 Pacific, one mountain time. Remember, keep smiling, show appreciation, forgive with open heart, but make sure you forgive yourself first. And the biggest, best thing, learn to laugh at yourself. If you laugh at yourself, everything else is just gravy. All right. So with that being said, we're going to take you out of here with a little jazz today. I think we're going to play a little Rams and Lewis and dancing. See y'all Friday, man. Y'all have a great week. Peace.
with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.